0: This is the Extra Point podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Well, welcome to the Extra Point. I'm Cheryl Ross, the Next Steps and Discipleship pastor here at Southridge Church, and I'm with Scott Beha, our lead pastor. And we are in a new series called... Fight song where we've um, just you're picking some psalms to preach through, and Sunday you did Psalm 3. Yep, um, just share with us a little bit about what you hope that we get out of this series.
1: Yeah, so this series it's kind of similar to the last series because really what I was trying to do with the last series, I Pity the Fool, was give you a small sample of how you can use the Proverbs. Mm -hmm. to uh, shine, you know, light onto your own life. Mm -hmm. If you'll just go out and and you seek this out. The same thing really with the Psalms. Like I opened up Sunday talking about how the Psalms, they will really meet you right where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to do was to show how you could go and read one of these Psalms for all that it's worth and kind of resonate with the author but then see how the path that the author kind of brings you out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- that's what I'm hoping. Because, I, you know, I, I don't know if I said it first service, but I said it in second service. There's 150 mm-hmm. psalms. So I can't, pre- I mean, that would take us, you know, three, three years, years to yeah. go through all of them. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show you how to, to go through four of them. And then mm-hmm. this is, should be equipping you now to go and read the other 146 on your own and get out of it what you need to get out of it. that's that's really where i think the last year or so i have felt kind of god leading our teaching mm-hmm. is um hey we just need to help our congregation know how to go out and get the most out of the bible right um and i can i in the way that we teach here i hope that's how that i hope that that's what people are are getting mm-hmm. um yeah. So that's what I'm hoping here is that a whole other book of the Bible will be unlocked to people that they'll realize that they can access mm-hmm. the Psalms and can get everything out of it that they that they need.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know the Psalms have been um, really key and integral at those moments in my life as well when um, when I'm struggling or even just giving me some some hope or some peace in those moments and those times. But so you. Shared from Psalm three and um, the first couple verses, you know, David is is just sharing about how he feels like the odds are stacked against him and um, his reputation's taken a hit. And you talked a little bit about how um, often you know you feel like why why did the role that God called me to have to be so difficult? Mm -hmm. And um, I think in ministry and even our jobs, often we end up in places where we feel that like, man, this is not easy. Um, And a lot of people are fine with that. Like they can enjoy just the status quo of um, just chugging along and and being in that easy place. But often that's, that's rare. I think more often than not, you have difficulty in jobs. And so just share with us a little bit more about like what that means within ministry, within jobs, within Um, our home lives, like how can that come to play and how can we um, just really look at those difficult moments and see something different?
1: Yeah, I I think maybe the power of it is to get us to just have the proper expectations. Mm -hmm. I think so many times people think that because they're doing what God's called them to do or asked them to do, Mm -hmm. or I feel God led me to this. But they think that it's gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. And then they get like disillusioned when the world and life just still is yeah. is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um I remember like that's I think, you know, being in ministry almost twelve years now, I've seen that when people come in mm-hmm. um they think it's one thing and then it's something else. Yeah. Um, but this this is true of like um like we're having a lot of babies um born around the church. Yeah. Um and I see all these new parents and stuff and I go listen yes God chose you to be their parent but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy right right it's like parenting is one of the most difficult things that I've ever Mm -hmm. been called to do and I suck at it like I feel like like my kids are all going to be 10 and 9 this year and I still I'm like I'm over half halfway (laughs) done with them and I feel like I'm still haven't figured out how to do it Mm -hmm. the right way um but it's what I was called to, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. So I think, having the proper perspective. Like, some people will give up on something because it's hard. Yeah. Because they'll go, like, oh, well, the Lord's not blessing it or whatnot. Yeah. And it's, like, that, That like, some of the, like, especially in ministry, mm-hmm. like, there are these churches that all of us, like, we look up to, we follow. Like, man, look at it, They got a 1,000 people, 2,000 mm-hmm. people, 5,000 people. And uh, what, like, m- the vast majority of those stories – started out very small and Mm -hmm. just like just getting it going um it just didn't happen overnight and so like there's some there's some pastors that they were faithful for decades and decades and decades Mm -hmm. before god promoted them to a level of hey now you're going to preach to five thousand people a weekend and early on like if they had that mindset like well man this is so hard like it doesn't seem like things are really going Mm -hmm. then they might have quit They might have changed course. They might have jumped off the the train before they they should have. Mm -hmm. And and so that's why, like, this whole idea of, like, God, why does it have to be so difficult? Um, Because David is in this situation, like, his son has turned his back on him Mm -hmm. and taken his kingdom from him, and, like, God called David to be the king. And, like, it's like every time David turns around, there is something else. Like, Mm -hmm. it starts all the way back at the beginning when David is anointed as the king of Israel, and yet for years is never actually the king. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's chased around by the king who is an absolute madman running for his life. And so the whole time David has to be thinking, like, God, why why does this have to be so hard? Yeah. Why, why do we have to continue? Mm-hmm. Um, why, why do I have to keep fighting for what you said was already mine? Right. And so we have this wrong mindset that, like, just because God said it was yours or God called you to it, mm-hmm. that it's just going to be smooth sailing. It's going to yeah. be so easy. It's not, because you see this all throughout the scriptures, and you see this all throughout life. It is the overlap of God's sovereignty and the overlap of human responsibility that, that is really where the intersection of the, the divine and the secular of, of us and God, where that intersects mm-hmm. is always God's sovereignty and our human responsibility. Just for the fact that God called you to it and ultimately will accomplish his purposes does not release you from working hard yeah. and being obedient in that season. Yeah. Um, but also, just because you're a really hard worker and you, you're pretty clever, you can figure it out on your own, doesn't mean that you don't need God's sovereignty either. Right. It's in that overlap space right there where, mm-hmm. where things really begin to happen. And so that's what, that's, that, that's what David, um, if he's frustrated because mm-hmm. this, this calling to be king is so difficult. Um, I mean, if he thought it was going to be easy, he might throw in the towel. Yeah. Um, But he knows it's not going to be easy. Yeah. um, Whatsoever. And that's, you know, that's why he can be in it for the long haul.
0: Yeah. I think that's so good. I think that's why, you know, I've witnessed with you and I've kind of taken that in with other people of when, whenever we hear somebody say that they feel called to ministry or that kind of thing, like you share with them, Hey, like, it's going to be hard. It's difficult. Like, we like yeah. to share those truths with them, not to scare them off of it, but to just set them up with that right expectation to know, like, hey, you're going to need to have some other pastor friends because ministry yeah. can be lonely. It can be hard. Like, in this moment, like, we see David. He's got to feel extremely lonely. Like, even even with, you know, yeah. you shared how he does have some followers and things, but still, like, you see the negative a lot of times more often than you see the positive. And so just remembering that even though it can be very difficult, um, it can also be really re- rewarding. And it's those those rewarding times that kind of help keep us pressing forward in the mm-hmm. difficult times. But it's also like the difficult times that make those rewarding moments so much more special. Yeah. Um. So in verse three, it kind of, we see this mindset shift take place where um, David says, you know, even with all that, like you, he says, but you, oh Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds me high. And um, you talked a lot about changing your mindset and that shift that needs to take place, like where, and that's going to make the difference between um, understanding, like even in the difficulty like, if you can have that mindset shift of saying, like, even now, even when it's tough, even when it seems like the odds are stacked against me, even when, um, you know, I, I can't seem to break through to my kids at all. Like, even in those moments, like, knowing that, that God is still there um, is extremely important. So let's talk a little bit about mindset.
1: I, I think a lot of us have the mindset that God is, is unable to fix some of these things types of things Mm -hmm. so like if you've got someone gossiping about you you've got someone um you know defaming your character whatever like Mm -hmm. these things and maybe you're not even aware of it but you're you're not expecting God to step into those Mm -hmm. situations and what what I see is that God is a protection all the way around us that's even the stuff going on behind us behind the scenes the things that we can't see Mm -hmm. the blind sides coming like God can actually work in all of those situations if you will mm-hmm. allow him to yeah um and and if you will trust him to do that mm-hmm. because I mean that that's what's so neat about verse three when he says, "You're a shield around me it's mm-hmm. like if if we're familiar with you know, shields for the most part they mm-hmm. they cover one side really, yeah, um, but this one is a shield around me, like he's got you on three hundred sixty degrees, mm-hmm. he's taking care of it. Um, he's got all of those angles, even the ones that you can't see, the ones that you can see, and I think sometimes we're only thinking God can really do stuff in like these really big things, mm-hmm. but also in these little things. Like, he can can he influence people's opinions of you? Can he like? And and before like sometimes I, I I'll get into this mindset too, like, well, that person's not a Christian, so mm-hmm. they're not going to listen to God. But then I'm I'm all the time reminded that. There was plenty of times that God used the ungodly uh-huh. to do certain, like to get His will done. Uh-huh. So that uh, I wouldn't count God out from being yeah. able to influence anyone. Uh-huh. To be honest, like the you know when when Israel was was um, exiled, the one that brought them out of exile was uh-huh. not was not from the people of God. Right? Cyrus was um, he he was a Gentile, uh-huh. and yet he's the one that delivers God's people. Like and so how did how could god get him to do that well that's because god has a lot more influence with people than what we mm-hmm. tend to think so most of the time we'll try to rely on ourselves rather than him because we're like oh god can't do nothing about my reputation it is what it is and it's like that's not really true but then at this at the the same time i always want to hold intention even if he doesn't do anything about it, and your reputation yeah. is completely destroyed, yeah. is God still enough in that moment? Yeah. If you lose everything, if everyone starts thinking poorly of you, you know, because it's not none of this mm-hmm. is oh God's going to protect me, so nothing bad is ever going to happen. That's right. just not that's not reality. Right. I, when I'm I I would say verse three when he talks about God being his shield is like. This is what God is and what he can be. Mm-hmm. But then he also allows sometimes for things to happen. Yeah. And and that can even be seen as a sort of protection. Yeah. Like the things that I've gone through in my past are still protecting me now mm-hmm. because God used them to make me a different person yeah. now than I was then. And that's a weird way of protection, yeah. but it's still protection in, in, in that sense. Yeah. And so, like, so, yeah, he says that he's, um, his shield it says that he's his glory so he's the one that he's he's not taking a a humble position Mm -hmm. in the midst of his pain um whereas most people we like to be the center of attention Mm -hmm. in the midst of our pain like if if any of us were david we would have gone from town to town just telling our sob story to everyone can you believe what absalom did to me did you see did you see how he took my crown did you see how he slept with my wives on the the roof so everyone could see. Did you see what he did? Like we would have just gone from town to town so the way we could tell our story to everyone so the way we're always like in the center of attention. Yeah. Because that's what what people do. Mm -hmm. Like they just, as soon as you have a sad story to tell, you run up to everyone you can find so you can just lay it on them. And it's like, goodness gracious. Yeah. David's not going to do that. David's like, no, it's all about God's glory. So in the midst of all of this, he's going to give God the glory. He's going to put that. And then he, he reminds himself that, um the The fact that he is the lifter of my head that's mm-hmm. he 's the one that he wakes me up every morning he 's the one that sustains mm-hmm. me and at the end of the day if god doesn 't come through in the way that you want him to he 'll still do that yeah he 'll still wake you up um, and give you purpose yeah. and passion no matter what 's happened mm-hmm. before that like those are the things that God does and that 's mm-hmm. what he can do but that 's where verse four comes in David cries out to God like if you don't mm-hmm. cry out to God then don't expect that to happen right don 't expect um, David, to or don't expect God to come intervene mm-hmm. if you're still trying to handle it all on your own. Yeah. Now, and again, there always has to be attention in all this because if you want to just sit back and don't worry, God's going to take care of it. No, right. again, God's sovereignty meshes with human responsibility. Maybe you do need to go have a conversation, but yeah. you don't need to go up and have like a, like, you don't have to go get up in somebody's face. Right. You might need to have a, a um, conversation. You may need to go and do something, mm-hmm. um, or whatever it may be, but you don't you don't have to go the route that the world always tells us to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, there's other sometimes that we just need to shut up and sit back and let God take care mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and the only way that you ever figure out which one of those paths you're supposed to take is if you stay really connected in prayer, um, in in those really low seasons of life. Cause then you can go, all right, well this is you know I feel God leading me to go have this conversation. I feel mm-hmm. God leading me to go do this to 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 whatever you'll hear that in prayer, and then other times you might just hear, "Hey, sit down, shut up i've got this mm-hmm. okay and, but but you you got to be willing to to know that. that's where verse four comes in He's like, he cried out and he said, and he heard me, mm-hmm. and like I think I'm finally getting to the point in my life. That I find comfort in the fact that God knows, even if He won't fix it. Yeah. Um, because I I know that if God's a good Father, that He'll fix it if it needs fixed, mm-hmm. or if it doesn't need fixed because it's for my good. Yeah. Then I, I'm to that point. It doesn't mean that I like that whatsoever. Right. But I do understand that as long as He knows, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with it. So like yeah. if I if I got something on my heart, I lift it up in prayer. I I can then I can go like, look, I've done mm-hmm. what I I've done yeah. what I can do. Yeah. I always like that uh, Facebook post that people always share, like, if God gave you everything that you prayed for yesterday, what would be different about the world today? Yeah. And you go, like, um, well, it wouldn't rain. like Because <laughs> we, we, yeah. we just ask in prayer for, like, really silly stuff. But, like, yeah. what if you really did just, like, whatever it is that's troubling your heart, you just prayed about it, and then that's a way of kind of being able to get rid of it. It's kind of yeah. the same thing for me, like, the way that my mind operates. Um, sometimes I'll get so many ideas all at once, That if I don't write them down, I'll lose Mm -hmm. them all. And it will drive me insane that I'll spend all day trying to figure out what it was that I didn't write down that I needed to write down. Mm -hmm. It's like sometimes in the mornings when I'm in the office, I've got so much stuff just bombarding my mind. I'll just have to pull out something, start writing stuff down Mm because it gets it out of me and onto onto here. And now that's where I can manage it. It's the same thing with prayer. These things that are just bombarding you, oh, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this. If you'll just start mm-hmm. handing those over to God in prayer, then it, it's going to kind of mm-hmm. offload you a little bit. Yeah. But sometimes we just hold on to all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. David found incredible comfort in verse five mm-hmm. um, and six because he was willing to do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think that's so important. Um, I think that kind of shows the difference like when you talked about it on Sunday and when I read through your notes like early on in the week it reminded me of um someone who shared at Global Leadership Summit last year and she talked about that difference between like a fixed mindset and a growth mindset mm-hmm. and like really that difference is like recognizing all those things and seeing it as an opportunity to um improve or get better like yeah. the people who have that fixed mindset they're just going to stay in it um they're not going to allow it to improve them or to make something better like they're going to um, sit there and continue to be the victim or talk about it. And I think it's incredibly important in so many different areas of our life um, to remember that mindset really does matter. And just like when you said, like getting it, getting it, calling out to God, sharing it with God, like knowing that maybe He won't fix everything um, is, is tough. But like I think about with my kids, like there are moments I remember when, so when Carter was a little baby. Or, you know, a toddler and he's climbing on everything and like falling and, you know, we tell him not to do things. um, But sometimes they have to learn on their own, Mm -hmm. like what not to do. And part of the growth mindset is like learning from those mistakes. And I think it's the same thing like with other areas of our life. Like when we can look at those difficult seasons or those tough things that we have to go through, there's usually something we can learn from. And although, like, I'm sure it's not easy to sit back, like, Mm -hmm. as a father, like, as a parent to sit, it's not easy to sit there and watch your kid possibly get hurt. But knowing that once they do, like, they'll realize, hey, I shouldn't do that again. Um, And so, I like, that's what came to mind with that. But um, knowing that there is comfort in being able to offload, like, we... I tell people a lot of times when they're like, "Oh, I, like I just feel like this is silly. I shouldn't pray about this, or I shouldn't do it." And I'm like, "Listen, God can handle whatever. Like, let him have it. Like, it's drive me he's crazy a really big God. God. Like, take it to him. Let him have it. Like, he can handle that and understand that he'll hear you. And he see, like, he sees all that anyway. But it's difficult. But I think like that, that idea, like you said, um, you know, a lot of times we have trouble." Um, trusting an invisible God to come through with our very real real problems, I think the struggle with that often comes like from the fact that we forget what you said next is that God has a track record that you yeah. can trust. Like w- in those difficult moments, it can be easy to focus on those problems, like you said yeah. in the beginning. Like you can focus on that negativity and that stuff, and you forget to remember like all those things that he's brought you through in the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why like there's so much real estate in the scriptures devoted to remembering mm-hmm. because the human condition is to forget mm-hmm. um anything good and to only ever dwell on the negative. Yeah. Like there's a whole book, the whole book of Deuteronomy essentially is yeah. a look back at mm-hmm. all of God's faithfulness. Yeah. And like you I mean, you could write your own book of Deuteronomy if you mm-hmm. if you were being you know, honestly, like, watch how mm-hmm. God has oversaw your whole life and brought you yeah. through so much. Mm-hmm. I know that if I were to ask you five bad things that have happened to you mm-hmm. in your life, you could probably go boom, 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 boom. So give me five things God's done in your life. And I swear people will go like, um. Yeah. Because either, like, like if something good did happen, like you may not even attribute to to God. You may just mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, that's just life, or that's just how awesome mm-hmm. I am, or that's. Mm-hmm you know, whatever I was lucky or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to say. But like, if I asked you to name five painful things, like I bet you could do that in an mm-hmm. instant. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I said, show me five times God came through for you. Mm-hmm. So like, why not just write your own book of Deuteronomy and go yeah. like, listen, this is how God has come through over mm-hmm. and over and over and over. And like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can look back even before, um, I even got saved. Mm-hmm. And I, I have answers to that question of how God, yeah. I was in two different car wrecks when I was in, um, high school and college, that, that mm-hmm. the paramedics both times told my parents I should be dead. Yeah. And here I am. I don't know why I'm still here. I was an idiot. Um, there's been, no, like, over and over and over things like that that I could look back. I, I mentioned it again Sunday. Like, Landon was born with some sort of lung issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a pneumothorax the night that he was born, and he almost died. Mm-hmm. God, God, through the common grace of, of medicine and just mm-hmm. his mercy in my life, it's taken care of. Yeah. Right? Like, just over and over and over, uh, watch God come through in my mm-hmm. life, watch him come through in my family's life, mm-hmm. growing up with my grandmother. Um, I watch it as a yeah. pastor now. I get to watch God come through in all these other people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have quite a. Like, yesterday, I have, nobody even probably knows this. There was a young man here yesterday that went through one of the most traumatic medical things that you could imagine. Mm-hmm. And. Like, it was like, who knows if he's even going to make it. And he was here with his dad yesterday, walking in, talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how? I mean, you just, you want to look at that and go like, I don't know if I can trust an invisible God with my very real problems, man. That that right there was just, and that, mm-hmm. as I looked out throughout the crowd, I was like, man, I know all kinds of stories like this. Mm-hmm. And where like, God has just come through over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but So that's why there's so much talk of remembrance like Mm -hmm. hey remember what the lord has done remember what the lord has done remember what the lord has done because Mm -hmm. we we are prone to forget it or to misappropriate the credit Mm -hmm. like oh no that was me that was oh somebody else came through for me or whatever it was and it's like this god from the beginning Mm -hmm. has a track record of winning of coming through for his people
0: yeah i love that i think there's just so much power in writing things down because um, one, it also triggers like a, a different section of your brain to help you remember it more, like just the act of writing it down. But then you have something to look back on. Um, I used to be much better about prayer journals when I was a teenager. I was really into it. And like I could, early, in my early 20s, um, I was able to look back. At some of those prayers I'd prayed and, like, see where even in those times where God didn't answer that prayer, like, he came through in a way that I definitely needed him to. But also those moments in those times where, like, oh, man, I forgot that I prayed about that. And he actually had come through in this way. And, like, seeing those things, like, there's just that ability to, like— like whether it's offloading what what's on your heart and then also being able to um, write those moments down. Like I last year during sabbatical, I had to go out and buy a notebook to be able to write some things down that God was speaking to me about because like, cause it happened on like night, night one, like morning one of my sabbatical, like God's folks shared something with me and I, ha- I wasn't prepared for it. And I was like, I need to go get a notebook so I can write this down. So I can look back at this moment in those times when I'm struggling in the future I can look back at this and see God knew what I needed and he spoke to me in this moment. Um, like I had a friend who w- who had done this like during a really stressful financial time in her life. She had a notebook where she began writing all the ways that God like had blessed them over and above, like in ways that they never expected or didn't ask for. Um, and that was something she went back to regularly during that season to like look and say, okay, well, you came through here, you did this here, you did this. So I know that you're going to be here with us in this moment. Um, I think there's just so much power in that, like just prayer in general. Um, I think you've, you've talked about this. We've hit on this multiple times over the last few weeks. Like prayer is something that is always going to be a step, like a practical next step for you in your faith. Regardless of what's going on, um, remembering to pray and allow God to fight in those moments for you. Remember, um, I think you ended with saying, "You said if you fought more battles in prayer, you'd have to fight less in other ways." Yeah. Um, it's just so practical, so simple, and yet, like, often we don't do that.
1: No. And it, it should be our first resort. It's normally yes. our last. Yeah. If we, I'm telling you, this is why this is the reason why I want to teach the Bible the way that mm-hmm. to help people understand how to use the Bible as a resource for their life and Mm -hmm. prayer. Because at the end of the day, those two things make Mm -hmm. the biggest difference in the life of people that say that they're serious about following
0: God. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you are new to listening to us, make sure that you like and subscribe, um, this podcast. So that way you don't miss out on any new content. And if you miss Sunday's mess teaching, Um, then make sure you go back and listen to it. You can catch us here on YouTube or um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, all those things, all the places. So make sure that you like and subscribe. And we'll be back here again next week with some more practical next steps for your faith journey. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.